0: This is a podcast of two type A girls working hard to untangle the BS stories and expectations related to this illusion of perfection.
1: Life is hard enough without adding pressure to be more, do more, be the best. It's an ever moving target.
0: And so, in an attempt to inch closer to our authentic selves, the vulnerable, messy, and uniquely beautiful, we have decided to push back.
1: Bit by bit, we are untangling society's demands of us,
0: sinking in to our own intuition. If something makes us feel more alive, we're doing more of that. If something drains us, we're going to practice removing ourselves.
1: This is a journey we hope you'll join us on. Together, we will explore insights, tips, and tricks, all in an attempt to help you uncover your truest, most authentic self.
0: Hey guys, we're here. And today, I think we have a topic that we were talking about prior to this starting that It's one that as we were kind of brain dumping and digging in, um, we recognize there there's probably, and not probably, definitely some overlap between a lot of the other concepts that we have touched on already. And so we find it important enough to revisit as a standalone topic, but recognize there may be some overlap and some patterns, which is maybe a good thing to simplify. Less is more. So If we're repeating some things, it's just gonna help us remember how important they are. So, definitely, that's it.
1: I think it's kind of cool at the same time, though, because it just reinstates and supports what we said is important and kind of a key for many elements and aspects of life as well.
0: Yeah. So today, did I even say what the topic was? You have not. I I did. (laughs) Here it is. Okay, guys. Well, suspense is over. We're gonna tell you your whole fifty seconds of suspense. Um, Today, we are going to dig into discomfort and growth, and is discomfort a requirement for growth, and why does that suck, and is it a signal for something, and all things discomfort?
1: Yep. I'm so, so excited for this one. I know I've mentioned it in at least one other episode, but I have, like, a phrase a tattoo phrase and it's literally everything to do with this concept of growth so I know I've mentioned it but it says mind the gap which essentially means like where where am I headed and how can I act on that today um which is going to require some change obviously which requires discomfort so yeah I've got a million and ten notes but we'll try to keep it somewhat brief and just dig into
0: things all right where you want to start What did you have the biggest (laughs) red, not red flag, but the thing that was flashing the most or the first thing you brained up because you had to get it out?
1: Yeah, I've said this before. I just text myself all week long like, ooh, thoughts for the pod. And so I pretty much just put them in the same order that I text them to myself, but there was one that I was like, I'm going to put this at the top. And that was that I think that, not even I think, I know that like biologically – Comfort and safety is like a need and so our body's like automatic stance is to remain within comfort and I think that's why like development and growth is maybe seen more in others than some because it absolutely takes being like active and and involved in the decision to make yourself uncomfortable because if we're kind of going with the complacency which we've talked about in a different podcast like this comfort is comfortable I feel safe and and so I'm gonna stay there whereas you kind of have to act outside of that like biological draw towards safety in order to grow through discomfort
0: that's super interesting I hadn't Thought of that, but when you were talking, I wondered, or the piece that stuck out to me was yes, safety is a basic need, so obviously, that's how we're gonna default, that's where we're gonna be drawn to in moments when we're overwhelmed. Like, we're not gonna try to change a bunch of things in our lives, likely, because that feels like it's gonna be too much. Mm -hmm. But I think the misconception here is maybe that comfort masks itself as safety Mm -hmm. right so like oh I'm comfortable so this must be safe whereas I don't know that comfort and safety actually are the same thing I could actually say they're not necessarily the same thing maybe sometimes they are but there are definitely situations where um we might be comfortable and the idea of change feels like it's too much but am I um, like beyond your physical safety like am i um, mentally and emotionally and all those spiritual like am i safe just because i'm comfortable and i don't think that they're synonymous but i think that's why it gets really tricky because yes safety is a basic need and that's where we're going to go to and oftentimes comfort is masked i think in this idea of safety
1: i love this topic so much <laughs> i yes I do think that we act as if comfort and safety are synonymous, but they're not at all because right away I'm thinking of scenarios where, like, I have been unhappy in past jobs and taking that risk of discomfort to seek a new job or to quit that previous job felt very uncertain or scary. But had I chose to remain in the comfort of just, like, having this job that I already have, like... Mentally, that wasn't the safest option for me. Mm -hmm. Similar to, I know, like, a dynamic within my own family. I won't, like, name names, but (laughs) (laughs) somebody, like, when there is conflict with another individual, to address that conflict is very uncomfortable. And so they won't address it. But yet, staying in this comfort zone only builds that issue uh-huh. And whenever they decide to address it, if they do, well, the issue's magnified X amount of times by now. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah, they're not comfort. I don't think very often actually is the safest option.
0: Yeah, I took a minute to break down this word discomfort. And I think as far as this concept, I kind of broke it down to. Three, and I'm sure there's more, but three types of discomfort that could be likely relevant. So the first one being the discomfort of if I do this, this process of change or whatever is going to be hard, right? So the discomfort is like, this is going to be hard and not feel good, Mm -hmm. right? That's one type of discomfort. I recognize that a second type of discomfort could probably be that... Discomfort of like, what are others going to think of me? Hmm. That's uncomfortable to think that people don't like me or I'm being judged. Um, Which ties closely to number three and happened to be last week's episode of imposter syndrome. The discomfort of feeling like an imposter. Should I go for something more or different that I innately don't know if I'm worthy of? Mm -hmm. and so I kind of boiled it down like in this idea of growth there's different types and like there are certainly situations where I might be like whoa people are going to be like look at her that's awesome that she's going for that but the discomfort is holy shit this process is going to be hard Mm -hmm. right I'm gonna I'm committing to something that is big it might be the opposite like this process might not be that hard right but the hard is coping with feelings of inadequacy or feelings of unworthiness or the discomfort of judgment, Mm -hmm. perceived judgment, right? So I think there's different kinds of discomfort that need to be acknowledged or potentially explored. And if you're starting to feel discomfort, digging a little deeper of the type of discomfort that you're feeling because that might pinpoint what your next step is.
1: I like that idea because I hadn't thought of it at all. And I even, like, I had so many things to say about this topic. But as far as, like, tips or tricks like we typically have, I was, like, I only really had one go-to. But I guess a part of that's just because I wasn't digging into, like, first identifying, like, the awareness that we always talk about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you said you did have one big takeaway – So I'm sure it'll lead to other pieces of this or other pieces lead to that. But what was that one tip, trick, takeaway?
1: Okay. I'll say it and then we can like go back to other thoughts just because I feel like it's important. But I said that with any sort of discomfort, we need to start small. And like I will vouch for this in all areas of life if we're like telling ourselves, well, discomfort is good and so I need to seek it out. If you're trying to apply that in every area, and every situation Mm -hmm. in your life, it's going to be too much and you're probably going to end up failing within all of them because you're taking on more than you can handle. Um, So like an example of this for me is sometimes schoolwork or a task that I'm working on, it's just like, God, I don't want to do that. And it just feels overwhelming or like it's too much. And so a a practice that I've adopted is like the POMA, Pomodoro method if I'm saying that right have you heard of that before I have not so it's like a timer that I always have pulled up on my computer um and it's like you work for 25 minutes and then you get a five minute break and then you work for another twi- oh yeah 25 yeah, yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. 25 minutes it's so like for me that works really well because when I like super don't want to do a task I'll just be like okay I'll just knock out like 25 minutes and at that point I've usually built up enough like stamina and comfort in it that I'm like okay we'll do another 25 so that would be an example of just like starting small instead of committing to this five-hour project I need to do well I'm going to break it up into small chunks um and going along what a
0: basic work break routine that you have there that we use in behavior I know right behavior modification (laughs) all the time yes
1: and then this one like we've I'm sure all heard of, especially if we're in the like personal development world, but it's the whole idea of like just being 1% better than the day before. So like, Mm. I don't need to go and be the very best person every single day, but what's one new challenge I can incorporate into today that's going to make me a better person. And while that seems very cliche, like I could not more full-heartedly believe that that is true and leads to growth
0: um love that because as you were talking I wrote down I said it's likely so you're saying like small changes add up right mm-hmm. We that concept and to just focus on something little and those little changes will lead to something big right almost for certain so then I put it's And even, let's say I looked at my whole life and I'm like, this is not where I wanna be and I wanna change the place I live, like whether that's the physical home or like the location. I wanna change where I live and I don't like my job and I want a new career and I need to break up with this person because I'm not fully happy. And think of how overwhelming that is even thinking about it, like let's just pause there, let alone doing it. And so it's likely not feasible To change your whole life in one false swoop anyway because we could not stand to be uncomfortable in all areas because none of no part of us would feel safe in that scenario right so acknowledging that I'm not saying one at a time I think there are certain life circumstances I can think of a friend right now who moved sold her house got divorced all within three days like and that is the current situation she's in and there are many factors that go toward that but there were certain things that she kept in place to help her feel safe Mm -hmm. right so like your physical environment like it's really important to her that she like has plants and life like around her right so like where she moved she brought all her plants right so like she's still surrounded in a place where like she can go and retreat Mm -hmm. and revisit some things that help her feel safe, um, even when so many things around her are changing. Um, So I do think there's that piece of like, there are situations where that does happen, where we're forced change into all areas of our life. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that's never a thing. If and when we do have control over that or have some agency in the choice of the order in which we do things or the level at which we make changes um, or how we prioritize those changes um, that likely is smart that you're allowing yourself to be uncomfortable in some areas, but giving yourself grace and comfort and safety in others um, for those basic needs. But not that whole 1% doesn't mean that I don't, that it's an excuse toward inaction I think that can be a slippery slope of like, if I don't act enough, like I'm allowing myself to just do this tiny bit, tiny bit, tiny bit. That's great. And I think that starts, but like you said, that builds momentum. Um, but that's not a free pass to just be, oh, complacent, which ties to contentment and complacency. Like it's not a free pass to that either, Right.
1: There are so many parallels in this topic to contentment and complacency, which now, like, looking back makes sense because I remember being super fired up that day, too, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk (laughs) about that. And I suppose in many ways that's just because of how passionate I am about this topic of discomfort. Um,
0: Do you have a situation in your life that you can give us as an example of this? Ooh.
1: Okay, the first thing that came to mind was just, like, my first job outside of college to like where I'm at now and like maybe an easier one to explain and of course I just have to reference every episode like when I began my journey healing from food and body things and I got into therapy related to intuitive eating I said on a recent episode like when I started that That shit was so incredibly hard. And, like, even saying that, like, I didn't believe anything that my coaches were telling me because it was so far off from my reality at that time. And so I was fully like, this is not going to work. I am never (laughs) going to be able to practice these things. And yet I was in a desperate enough place that I was like, okay, I'll keep showing up to these calls. And now fast forward, like, two, two and a half years, I don't know exactly. I'm freaking certified in this entire framework, teaching it to other people. And it's become like one of my biggest passions in life. And so it shows how like I was willing to be uncomfortable and showing up and learning about these things and then taking it home and practicing it myself. But over time, it like build upon itself. And now I have so much confidence and resiliency in that area of my life.
0: Yeah, I love that. Like, not even one part of you felt safe in that initial situation.
1: Not at all.
0: No, I do. I like that. I think maybe, maybe a relatable one for people would be um, identifying not what are others thinking or imposter or worthiness, but um, the idea of, like, you going back to school or years ago when I went back to get, like, my master's and things, like... The discomfort of like, holy shit, like every night is going to be homework and I'm not going to have as much social time and I'm not like, that is hard. Um, not comfortable, especially initially or like at the end, if you're trying to get thesis done, whatever, whatever the situation is, I think there's moments of that process. Um, but it's not uncomfortable the whole time. Like there are times when you're like, okay, I'm in the groove. Like Monday and Wednesday are homework nights and I set aside a couple hours and I go for the B. Like I, right. And I'm kind of in a groove and then I allow myself, I schedule the priorities, right. All these things are connecting like where, um, it's not the only area of my life that I'm focused on. Um, but initially that's hard to figure out. Like that is just physically and mentally and yeah. draining and that's what's hard about it. Even... If someone or other people are looking at you being like, you can do this. I'm so proud of you. Like, that's so awesome. So, like, even if that's positive, right, it could be. Or in my situation, the discomfort was like, I knew I could do the work and get it done. Mine In my situation, it was the what are others thinking of me because I had a full-time job and two kids under two. And my husband at that time, we talked about this too, but at that time... Um, Worked a lot Mm -hmm. and I didn't sleep just because of the kid situation and my job was very physical and all those things, right? So that one was more like, holy shit, what are you thinking? Like people questioning me in that way, but me knowing I could do it, but it was uncomfortable to know that my belief and other people's perceptions of what I was doing did not align. And at that point, not being self-assured or aware enough to just not care what they were (laughs) saying right I mean I did it anyway and I'm glad I did because I was able to do it but um definitely moments of discomfort in those situations for sure
1: the tie to imposter syndrome is really cool just because I hadn't thought of it but I can see exactly what you mean um another thing you kept mentioning throughout there is like initially initially like it wasn't easy up front but the thing that I think is so key there is that the actual physical tasks that you were doing never got easier. Like it was still just as that challenging. That is so true. What happened is that you were willing to be uncomfortable and learn from those first couple days. And what you did is you built on your own skill set to know like this is uncomfortable and I still know how to handle it. I've, I've had that experience in the past and proof that I'm okay.
0: Oh, i never even, that's great. That's
1: like a huge thing that I I wrote down in all of this is that the reason it's so important that we're actively seeking discomfort is because it's almost like what allows you to build agency and confidence in yourself because I think the whole holdup here is that when we encounter discomfort, we're telling ourselves like, I can't do that. I'm not capable of it. It's impossible for me. Same as the intuitive eating stuff. I just said, like I was so far off from that, that I was like, that's never going to be me. But when you're willing to show up and just like dip your toe in and practice, I had this one little win. And then the next week, well, I did that challenge last week. So what can I do this week? And it just builds on itself so that you're ready for new challenges when they come because you have the proof that it's worked in the past when you got uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, it's that first step, those baby steps like you talked about. I kept coming back to the whole idea of like, it's the right kind of hard? Mm-hmm. Like we know it's going to be hard. No one's debating that, right? And I don't know. There's so many sayings about like, I don't actually know what the saying is. Something like all good things – or hard. I don't. I don't. I know actually, actually know what, what you're referencing,
1: that. but I also don't know the full quote.
0: Well, I don't know if there is one, or if I'm just making it up and butchering my own thought. But I think like the whole idea of like it's the right kind of hard. Like yes, it's going to be hard, but also we talked so much about like, but being complacent is also hard. A different yeah, kind of hard. The same. It's with a different my family kind of hard. Member
1: who won't handle the situation or. Me staying in a job, I was unhappy, and both of those situations are comfortable, but it doesn't mean that I'm comfortable or at ease in the situation.
0: Yes, yes, yes. There's different interpretations of that comfort, Mm -hmm. or it's the, like, in the friendship one where we talked about adult friendships are hard, but if we're being honest, like, being lonely and disconnected is also hard. So, like, which one – is the better or right kind of hard. Yep. Like picking up the phone and making the call. Yes. Quitting the job and finding a new one. Like going, whatever. And those are big examples. But like, yeah, there is a difference, I think, between hard, hard, lazy, hard. Like it's hard because I don't want to deal with it. And the right kind of hard.
1: Yeah.
0: Hard in and of itself is not a bad thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and I think that's kind of a misconception like that word has implicit like value placed on yeah. it that isn't necessarily fair either
1: yeah on that topic of like labeling that was another thing that I wrote down is what I consider my challenge or my discomfort is very different from what someone else's might be and I think that's so important because while I'm saying like my opportunity for discomfort was seeking new career opportunities or learning this framework for eating. Like maybe that seems really big for somebody else. And that's not to like discredit or say my thing's harder. I think each of us have our very unique individual challenges in life. Like for me, sometimes the really hard thing is just making that phone call to like my freaking pharmacist or something like that doesn't always feel easy. And so I I don't want anything that we're saying to come off as if, like, one thing's right or wrong or, like, this is some sort of scale. I think it's very unique and individual to each person.
0: Yes, I like that a lot. That, yeah, that whole concept, like, me going to grad school and, like, getting a degree, I'm not saying it wasn't difficult. There were definitely moments of it being difficult. But, like, as a overall thing, like, that wasn't as hard as sometimes smaller things like things that get me more irritable or uncomfortable is I'm really annoyed with my spouse and I'm letting something build up like every day I come home and the dishes aren't done and you know that it makes me stressed out to see dishes in the sink and yet you work from home and you didn't put them away all day he'll listen to this and be like (laughs) chill out But, like, that's almost harder for me is, like, do I bring it up? Do I not bring it up? Is it worth it? Do I stomp around the house and put the dishes away in the cabinet? super loud to make a point. Like, those internal things for my anxiety, like, sometimes, and sometimes I just do it and it's fine. But, like, sometimes, like, those are built up more than, like, go get a freaking master's. And it seems crazy. But, like, literally to different people, different things, whole different weight
1: I think that's such a great example though because as small of an issue as that is it it can show you like how big such a small act can make a difference because say that you were feeling very angry about this dishes situation that was continually happening but you never ever said anything you're gonna end up building up all this resentment and all this unspoken anger that like really if we think about it like could lead to like the entire like collapse of a relationship if you let it build that much whereas like i'm just going to do the challenging thing of like saying like hey this upsets me and this situation's very uh relevant com- yeah relevant for me so <laughs> i get it but yeah it's like maybe it's a small thing but yet it's not and it can make such a huge difference that small act of discomfort
0: correct Yeah, so I think for me, it just, like you said, that's different for everyone. And, like, what everyone's heart is, right, is going to look different. And for me, it's different depending on my mood. It's different on outside factors and what's going on. Or if I'm feeling burnt out at work, at home, then the other one feels that side of things as well. Um, Yeah, so I think it's all interrelated. But I did... um, find this quote and i know i've mentioned this guy before adam grant i think i listened and I,
1: i'm literally in the middle of a podcast with him and i was like why does that name sound so jay familiar? that's the one i sent you okay i'm listening to that one
0: okay it's good but this quote did not come from that episode but it was really good but and it doesn't even directly talk about discomfort at all um but i think it was relevant And ties nicely to some of our other concepts as as well. It says, the saddest form of success is, oh my God, okay. We're going to start that over. The saddest form of success is realizing that the goals you achieved weren't yours at all. In the short run, pursuing other people's dreams earns approval. But in the long run, it's a recipe for regret. A meaningful purpose doesn't maximize status. It matches your values. So the discomfort, to me that was relevant because it talks about like am I going to get the approval of others? Like am I going to, um, I don't know, yeah, do that idea of success or the shoulds yeah. of a role, right? If I pursue X, Y, Z. Or goal for, i I've heard... My, episodes of like, well, the next step was like going through management. I didn't even want to be a manager, but that was just the next thing you were supposed to want. Right. Or whatever it was like, so in the short run pursuing other people's dreams, and I would even go beyond like other people's dreams and just societal assumed societal expectations. Um, initially, yeah, you're going to get that approval, but that approval and that feeling of accomplishment, we've talked about this before, wears off usually pretty quickly. And then if it's not in alignment with your values or meaning or what you actually want.
1: Yeah.
0: Like you're going to end up uh, with regret. You're going to end up with probably some resentment that you spent time and effort doing that. You're going to be confused as hell because... This was supposed to make me feel a certain way and now it doesn't. And what does that say about me? And everyone else is happy when they get to this level or accomplish this thing. And I don't. So what's wrong with me? And then we're in imposter syndrome. And all of those things are real. And I think we've all been in situations um, that relate to that. But also further validates the point that we need to get real clear on our values so we have a better idea of what may and may not. We sometimes get in situations that we think align and don't end up feeling good, even with its good intention. Um, but if we get real clear about what our values are and then explore avenues that will hopefully align with those, um, it's less likely that we're going to feel that regret, that resentment, and more likely that we're really glad that we got uncomfortable and put in the work and, um, Seized it as an opportunity for growth. Yeah.
1: It makes me think of what we were just talking about. Like, both situations have comfort to them. Like, I can have the comfort of being accepted and celebrated by society, or I can have the comfort of feeling that my actions are aligning with my values. And so, again, we have comfort in both of those situations. But if we're really looking at the bigger picture, Exactly like you said, the comfort that I'm getting from the approval and praise from other people is so short-lived, whereas the comfort that I'm going to find in aligning with my own values is going to extend and be felt a lot longer than society's comfort that they're providing me.
0: Yeah, but it it definitely makes me feel compassion, maybe. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for. And have some understanding um, for people who do go after things for status because when we said it's that comfort of other people's expectations and approval, that comfort feels safe. It feels safe to be approved and accepted and it sometimes feels not just uncomfortable but like Unsafe to go so far outside of the norm,
1: which genuinely can be unsafe in some situations for some people. Yeah,
0: so I just want to, I I want to like acknowledge that as well, that like there is a place here for that to be said and acknowledged,
1: which I'm so glad that you said because. When I am saying, like, we can choose the comfort that aligns with our values, this is one of those instances where it's very, like, la-la land. Not to say that it's not possible, but it's not possible in every single situation. And I am saying that from a stance of, like, this is ideal, but I by no means am practicing that. So I just appreciate you, like, kind of checking things and make sure that's not how people are perceiving any of the messages we provide.
0: Yeah. I think, not saying, I hope and feel that more often than not, people are able to lean into that discomfort in order to feel that deeper level of self-satisfaction and self-actualization and living into their values and that's safe for them. Like, I want yeah. to believe that although... We're spammed all the time with all the awfulness in the world, and that is real. I want to believe that most people, or I do believe, I do believe that most people are good and genuine and want other human beings to be happy and fulfilled and safe. Safe. And I I say that thinking that is what most people think or feel and act on. Mm -hmm while also recognizing it doesn't always play out that way and so it this a tiny bit could be perceived as like coming from a place of privilege um but I am hoping that this also acknowledges um that even if you're unable to practice this in all areas of your life that there are areas or moments when you are able to lean into this whether or not that's only in the safety of your own home or only truly when you're with certain people because to practice this around other people may be genuinely unsafe or whatever. I'm just really hopeful that everyone's able to do this, hopefully in all areas of your life. And if that's not the situation that you're in, I hope for you that you're able to find areas that you can practice this in, even in small ways.
1: I feel like such an asshole because this is like, (laughs) I didn't think of it at all and that is a perfect example of privilege and just like me being naive with the situation because I am like oh you're unhappy with your job like go seek something new and for a lot of people like that job is what's like paying for their family to have food every night and so I do think that this entire concept of safety is so important because getting uncomfortable exactly like you're saying isn't always the safest Option And so kind of like keeping a good lens on that. And that's a reminder for myself as well.
0: Yeah, I think I went to in society, like my head was thinking, so yours could be like socioeconomic, which is big. I think there's this whole um, still, sadly, I want to believe it's getting better, but like areas with um, race or sexuality or religion, like all of those things are, um, big and real. And so not that this is like the point of this concept or anything like that, but I think it is important to acknowledge. Important Um, to say the
1: least.
0: Yes, for sure. But for me, this whole thing just really came down to, um that willingness to be dis- that willingness to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. is likely going to land you in a place of complacency or resentment, even worse, right? Whereas if you want that growth and you're seeking that, that hopefully will come with that contentment. And we talked about that that in when we first talked about that concept contentment was in action and sitting by a relaxing spa day or whatever that's not what we mean by contentment it means living into your values Mm -hmm. and often that comes from us growing like we have a need as humans um, for growth and people think that it's finished products that we're craving when really it's the process And the small wins that we get along the way that that's actually like research-based what keeps us going and what brings us more joy is the process more than the product. Yeah. I think that's exactly what this talks about.
1: The small wins are very important, I think, to this entire concept, like going back to how I said, if we start with that first challenging thing, then we're going to build this confidence and agency within ourselves to take on that next hard thing. Um, mm-hmm. which is another note that I had wrote down for myself is I think it's really important that we are when we can and when it's safe actively choosing discomfort to again build that agency and resiliency so for me like sometimes not all the time like that is like starting off my day with a challenging workout or just a workout in ge- general like that's not necessarily the most like comfortable or desirable thing first thing when I wake up but it's like a challenge that I can check off and be like okay I did that hard thing and I think it just kind of like sets the tone or the mood for the day and it's the same exact concept that I definitely do not participate in but like the cold plunge or cold shower cold bath all of these things are so like popular uncomfortable, right now. and yes the whole framework behind that i know they say there's some like biological things that i won't dig into but like the premise of the cold shower or cold plunge is literally just that it teaches our bodies that we can do uncomfortable things to go on and do other hard things um so what i wrote down essentially was that we can seek discomfort and controlled situations so that when the like unforeseen uncontrollable situations of discomfort show up in bigger areas of our life we obviously are not going to feel fully comfortable or fully capable but we have some more bo- like tools in our toolbox because of yes. those situations we actively put ourselves in
0: yeah i like that a lot so get uncomfortable when in doubt choose the hard the right yep, kind safe. of hard.
1: <laughs> Thanks to Maggie yes. for bringing that point up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I do think there's the when in doubt, lean toward your values, but often that decision or the action it's going to require is hard. But again, the right kind of hard and leaning into that. Yeah.
1: Not to like drag on the conversation, but I do have like two key things that I wrote down that I think are important to mention and one of them is just like for me the reason that this entire concept is so important for me is because I like genuinely feel like it's like a key to life for me I think on the last episode I said like be curious and be compassionate are so important but right alongside that is like challenging yourself and I don't think that like I'm too far off there because I was as I was like listening to these podcasts and preparing for today I was like Oh my gosh, this person that I look up to has the exact same motto even though they're framing it differently. So like freaking Glennon Doyle, her whole thing is we can do hard things, challenge <laughs> ourselves, make ourselves uncomfortable. Um, and a huge like popular channel on YouTube, which I don't watch but Cam watches, I think they're just called Yes Theory. Their entire motto is seek discomfort. Another guy that I watch on YouTube, his motto is go one more meaning do that extra rep or that extra thing that you're telling yourself you can't do, do it so you can prove to yourself that you can. Like I could go on and on. There's so many people that I look up to and not only myself, but many others that like, this is their entire motto for life. And I think that kind of speaks for itself. Um, the last thing that I wanted to say and something that I think is so important and I suppose I touched on it in a way but a big challenge with all of this is when we have the uncomfortable situation of course it doesn't sound comfortable or pleasant in that moment and so we push it off but something that like I have found in my own life and that I feel like I'm always preaching to others is there's never going to be that right moment so just know mm-hmm. that whatever is feeling uncomfortable for you right now nine times out of ten is still going to be just as uncomfortable in the future, if not more uncomfortable. So that's just an important reminder, I think, in all of this.
0: Yeah, but if you choose to do it, also like you said, if you choose to do that hard thing, right, you're going to build trust with yourself that you can, that you can do it. And you can have more agency and resiliency in other situations that occur. So Absolutely.
1: So, mind the gap. That's what my phrase is. If I didn't already say that, it's like mind the gap. Me and Cam say that all the time because it's this whole concept. And I do believe it's a key to life, if you ask me.
0: Well, we do. We are asking you, which is why (laughs) they're listening in. So, (laughs) all right. That's it. Shorter than usual. Hopefully, sweet. Even if there's not, um, giant do this try this it's more
1: thoughts to ponder on
0: thoughts to ponder and likely we talked about this in imposter syndrome like other people believe in you because they see something in you that you're just working on believing in yourself and once you try the hard things and you dig in you're going to build that trust to see yourself too so again just hoping we can move toward our authentic selves where we trust ourselves and our guts more.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. Talk That's to you. That's it. Next time. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.